Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Honky. <laughs> I'm hearing yeah, myself speak, guys. I'm also with Boomer. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, there was a game tonight, Dave. We might get to that, but, uh, you know, we'll get to that in a bit. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's. I think that's the theme for the show today. Yeah, technical dif- difficulties on our side there. Uh, I mean, we're the, the ones tonight. doing a live remote from the stadium, guys. We should be having the technical difficulties. <laughs> Well, I'm really looking forward to the start of the Raiders season tomorrow with the free agent <laughs> acquisitions. Oh, of sure. Adams, Chandler Jones. Now. Yeah, they yeah. just signed uh, Waller to a $51 yeah. million All extension. right, we're not talking Raiders yet, oh, Rob. Oh, you can do oh, that I'm on sorry. your own podcast. I thought we were trying to be positive here. I sorry. Well, let's start on a positive note. And Boomer and I just want to thank uh, the whole athletic department and Keith Mann and uh, Vicky and Judy, who is helping us get oh, into yeah. the, the, the the media area initially. Uh, super helpful. The whole team here was phenomenal. Also, all the, the media that we ran into, uh, oh, yeah. Steve Sippel, uh, Babcock, Aaron Sorensen, Michael Severe, everyone that you could imagine has been on the show. were super helpful and super welcoming. So an amazing experience. We got a lot of great video. Um, hopefully, you saw the tunnel walk. We also got the thunderstruck video. I don't know if we send that out yet. Um, Georgia Southern fans were excellent as well. They were very apologetic. So yeah, you know, they <laughs> talk about how, how they, good they were super they nice had. before oh, the game yeah. too. Yeah. Though I want to be sure uh, yeah, they were just uh, really great um, before the game and then after. We actually uh, the media press box is right next door to at least one of the suites that Georgia Southern. I uh, had and uh, so we kept on hearing their cheering um, throughout the game. So that was uh, a little bit challenging, but right. uh, besides that, a great experience and one that we hope to, to get to do again. Well, yeah. except for the game part. Except for the game part. So let's talk about that a little bit, Honky. Obviously, you were at the game, Rob, uh, also here, and um, it was not short of fireworks. Uh, there was plenty of scoring and a crazy amount of yards, uh, really on both sides, but unfortunately, Georgia Southern just Almost had a record day. I think they had 642 yards of offense and uh, 656, I believe, was a record back in 1956. That's Uh like the most yards that Nebraska has given up to an opponent since like 19 some odd, like 300. 56, Rob. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not not a lot between 642 and 656. Not a lot. Both are not good. I mean, it would have been the kind of game I'd enjoy if I wasn't emotionally invested in one of the teams. That would have been a fun game, way in the evening, you know, a huge shootout, offense everywhere. You know, that would have been a lot of fun to watch, but. We are the Go Big Redcast. So I think if we had given Georgia Southern an opportunity for seven more yards, they would have gotten it. So I mean, at least we <laughs> no, have that, on that one. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Honky, we were talking about this you know, during the game. Uh, me and Boomer is in the sense that we had a lot of things break our way. Uh, we we won turnover uh, plus two today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, penalty wise, we had a, had a few penalties here and there, but we actually overcome most of those on the offensive side of the ball. Um, uh, replays went our way. Replays went our way um, over and over again there, especially in crucial moments. Um, and yet we still find a way to lose because oh, – Block management from Georgia Southern, yes. too, at the end of the first half. Yes, yeah, they gave up at least point. three points yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we still still lose the game 45-42. Uh, 
and uh, just did not have an answer. Schematically, it felt like on the defensive side of the ball to stop Clay Elton and uh, Kyle Van Tress. Um, they just did everything at will, pretty much. Well, on the bright side, at least we didn't lose any ground in the West. You know, I mean, that's uh... – Well, Minnesota actually looked pretty good today versus they Western did. Illinois. Yeah, um, yeah, Illinois yeah. beat, you know, Virginia there. So, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. This Defensively, this is – it was an absolute collapse of epic proportions. It's something that, the you know, the hardened realists coming into the season, they weren't predicting this either. I mean – there's a lot of things that we checked off the list coming into the season that we needed to do better at special teams and certain things with the offense and all that. I, none of that applies they tonight. All the boxes. That, tonight. None of that applied tonight. That defense couldn't make a stop at any point. Um, kudos to the crowd, by the way. Um, right in front yep. of us is where is where their their center at the end of the first uh, half kind of t- you know uh, moves the ball a couple of times, and I think the crowd noise did affect that. That, that took 10 seconds off the clock. That crowd deserves three points right there because they didn't get a chance to kick a field goal. Um, yeah. You did everything you could, Husker Nation. There's not – you know, I, I keep – I go back. I've got the, the quote up here. I've got the one from Trev last year where he goes, there's not a lot of empirical data out there that will suggest this will work. Let's be honest. But I also think if there's a decision point, whether it's football or anything else, you know, Scott's a brother, he's a Husker, and he's a Nebraskan. I, I – don't envy Trev right now because no. I think that there's there's going to be some real tough decisions that need to be made um, when or how they get made. I, I don't know. I, I can tell you the, the conversations we have walking out and just not just listening to people talk. Um, there's you know, this this was as bad as you thought it was going to be. I mean, we said it coming in that you can't lose games like this. No, no, you can't. I don't know, I don't know where they go. With this. Talked so, about the yeah, you can't have a runway and Sorry. crash the plane nose first into it. I mean, they, <laughs> this was the season where you had things fall your way as far as the schedule went and what you wanted to happen, and they just haven't been able to take advantage of it for whatever reason. Yeah, so, yeah. No, and I can say walking back after the game too, and and I had the conversation with Honky, and I think he said the other day, and I don't remember exactly where he says, you know, the one thing that you know Husker fans have not been are apathetic. Well, guess what? Tonight. I it the whole walk back just felt like apathy. Like people were just like, or uh, hurt. Yeah, hurt. Yeah, I don't. Ap- I don't know. It was like, I, I. It, it, people were like talking about what bar they were going to. It wasn't. They weren't even talking about the game. They were. They were talking about what bar they were headed to, where they were going to go after the game, what they were going to be doing. Um, you know, who was going to be like, Rachel, my wife, who's sitting right behind us here. You know, we we were just walking along and I was trying to take in what everyone was talking about. And it just got to that point to where nobody was even talking about the game afterwards. It just kind of felt. Uh, yeah, wrong. I hear you, Rob. I there's mean, a, there's a resignation. Yeah, there is a resignation. That's a good term. You know, yeah, uh, Michael Severe was uh, coming down to the, the to the field with us when we were setting up for this uh, show. And he uh, compared it to a living wake, something down in New Orleans where. Uh, you know, you have this uh, awake for someone who's not dead yet, and and I don't I don't want to go down that path right now. Um, yeah. It's just not really uh, what we do on this show, but there is a somberness uh, here about that and uh, our resignation. You know, and then to me, I mean, I, the hurt is is real. You know, I mean, just watching that game and and when we were down and just struggling to stop them at any moment, just just thinking about. Um, all the great tradition in the stadium, the Blackshirt defense, yeah. 
and and seeing that just get shred apart, um, it it hurts. I, I'll just, it just yeah, hurts, the, you know. The, the the thing that kind of kept coming back to me, I was looking across the field at towards at the beginning of the game, but Trev was on the other side at about the ten yard line, you know, and he comes out there and you know does some of the photo ops during the the breaks and stuff. And all I could think of, because basically defensively, we just were not competitive from the first play. I mean, they really nope. had their way with us, you know, minus a, a two couple of interceptions that we had. But short of that, I mean, they really went up and down the field time again on us. And all I could think of is that's a black shirt. That's a that's a Buckus Award winning guy. This that defense yeah. is in his blood. And to see this performance is just got to kill him. I mean, that is the and, and it really is shocking. It's shocking because that's if we were going to have issues, this was not the yeah. thing I thought we'd have those issues with. And I, and I get it. I listened a little bit just driving down here. I listened to Jay Foreman talk about all the the new guys we have on defense, and he's not wrong. None of that's wrong. Yeah, true freshman starting and middle linebacker. Yep, yep. I mean, there's a lot of new pieces. Totally get it. This is, I mean, this defensively, I just I can't believe this is as bad of of a defensive performance as I've seen at any point. And I, you know. Yeah. And we got a little bit of pressure on Ventrice uh, later in the game, but I don't know if we ever recorded a sack. And yeah. and it, it showed. I mean, the guy looked like a Heisman Trophy candidate yeah. um, he was for most of the night. He was the worst thing he'd played yeah. before and looked nothing like this at Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and this is year one for Clay Helton taking over a triple option team <laughs> and has converted them into uh, one of the best passing teams in the country in, in two games. And um, – Hey, you know, no excuses, right? I mean, like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you know, I, I do. Here's Ken saying, you know, got to love Casey Thompson, the sheer tenacity of that offense. Grant and Allen were beast. Washington, Palmer, company were lights out. Look, I mean, the, the, I guess I'll try to sprinkle in some positivity there with offensively, you know, a lot of things. I liked what I saw. I mean, the, those guys were gamers. They came out. They, yeah. I mean, they were putting bad the situations. better. It picked up where it left off in the fourth quarter of North Dakota and even probably looked better. I mean, I mean, that, that offense wins you the game versus Northwestern. Um, the defense just is just was not ready. And I don't know what to think about the Oklahoma game. Oklahoma had how many yards in the first half? 70 versus? yards of rushing against Kent State today. But in that the first translate half. to 70 against us pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the narrative of this week was they did more one-on-ones in practice and that, and hopefully we thought, hopefully what we were saying last night during the live show was uh, that that's going to show up right away on the field with better tackling, more, whatever, better line play. That's what we wanted to see. That that was the outcome of that. And I mean, again, you didn't see oh, any yeah. of it. I mean, and they the way they ran the ball up the middle on us. 67-yard run, 47-yard run. I mean, the defense didn't tighten up that later in the game. They couldn't run. You yeah. know, they, they tried a whole bunch of times, you know, the goal line and, you know, yeah. third and shorts, and they couldn't get them. So they did toughen up a little there. But early on, when it made a big difference. Well, it, when they when they could widen you out and spread you out, that's where they got those gaps up the gut. Yeah. You know, but then when they got in confined areas like goal line, they had trouble – at that point, you know, getting that yeah. same kind of movement. But, I mean. And their last touchdown, um, Boomer had been calling this for almost the whole game, especially in the second half where uh, he was like, Van Trees could just run that right up the middle. There were several times where he, he could have done that exact same same play that scored the winning touchdown for him and uh, had chosen not to. And, and, you know, he finally pulled the trigger at the right moment because uh, it was there for most of the second half, it felt like. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Offensively, I mean, a more positive note. Offensively, you saw a lot of double tights, some unbalanced line stuff, and just running the ball. I mean, it was they, – they went – there were some pretty big sets there, actually. There was a second running back in the backfield at times yeah. there. Um, they were doing uh, pistol with that double tights. Um, some pretty creative stuff on offense, to your point, Honky. It just wasn't enough. Um, you know, yeah, there, there was even a driver too where they were just almost running exclusively quarterback runs, like two or three in a row, with, uh, with both Casey and when they even brought Smothers in. Yeah, uh, have you did you guys hear anything up in the, the box on uh, Prohaska and the injury? Anything at all? No, we just saw him, you know, he got up under his own power and I never heard anything further on it. So, yeah, yeah. nothing more. It looked like a lower, lower body injury, but nothing yeah. more than mm-hmm. that. Hopefully, it's it's nothing major, obviously, with the, the issues with the knee. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's not lost on on any of us that uh, the sellout streak continues next week through Oklahoma. The game is sold out. Then there's a bye week, and then it's homecoming. You know, Indiana, homecoming. That game's not sold out yet. And, I mean, I just – it's unthinkable to me to think of not having a sellout, number one. It's unthinkable of me to – to, to me to think of it not happening on a homecoming weekend of all things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I – I just all I'm doing. This is hope right now. I just I hope there's some spark. I hope there's something that comes out of next week's game. And and I have no empirical data to to quote Trev. I have no empirical data to find this. I hope there is some kind of spark that comes out of out of next week somehow that um, you know can can lead us somewhere. I I, I just I don't know what to think right now. The, the, I'm literally in shock what happened with that defense. Um, yeah, yeah, three I don't think they three. know either. Yeah, uh, it was a tough thing at halftime. Me and Boomer are like, you know, what can they do to fix this? And I'm like, I guess, you know, mix up coverages, make it harder for Ventries to find open mm-hmm. guys, I guess. But it didn't think like if they were going to have to bring the kitchen sink to, to get to them, he was just going to pick them apart. And um, yeah, their short passing game was quite, quite excellent. It, it, yeah, it, they were yeah, they were running bubble screens like at every single bubble screen they ran. It felt like they were getting 10, 12, 15 yards on them, you yeah. know, and then and then they'd immediately turn around and it looked like, you know, they'd run the ball. And not only were they running it, it felt like they were just running it right up the gut of our defense every single time. Well, they would they would get five yards on every first down to make it second and five. I think they had seven of their they were seven of seven to start off on third downs. Yes. And that, that lasted them well into the second half. So they were yeah. continuing drives left and right. And I don't know, for me, I guess watching it live and you know, I like watching them sometimes on TV where you can get a little better replays and, and, but watching it live, I'm sitting there watching it going, it's not like we're missing tackles. I can't just blame it on that. I, I, you know, aggression wise, it seemed like we were getting close to the quarterback, but never could quite get to him. He seemed on and when he throw it, man, every time he threw it to a guy, the guy seemed to have five yards around him. You know, it's like you just you want tighter coverage, but I don't I I don't know without rewatching. I don't know why we were well, there so was, far there was off one every touchdown. time. There was one touchdown uh, happened in the end zone right in front of us. And the guy sitting next to me said, why in the world is our player? It looked like he started the play in the back of the end zone on a goal line, almost on like a goal line play where their receiver basically just had to take two steps, turn around. He was right there in the end zone. Like what? Where is that coverage on the outside for for mm-hmm. some of these players? You you, you watch it and I'm, and I'm sorry if I sound frazzled. I'm just it's so mind boggling to have watched it's it. Live. Rob. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just I'm 
guess what, Dave? I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I know that doesn't happen yeah. very often, but I, I just, I'm confused. I, I am. I, I just don't understand how a team that looked so good last year is like, I guess, were those, what, four or five pieces that they lost? Like, the defensive how, yeah. yeah, that's how important they were. And it just blows my mind because I thought this was the one thing, like Honky said earlier, that coming into the season, you know, okay, cool. We're going to be able to plug some new pieces in there and, and take off where we, where we landed, you know, and, and it just, nope, like it just hasn't happened in the offense. I mean, the offense is fantastic. I, and there was not a single time throughout the night where the offense got the ball. And I thought, okay, you know, they're not going to be able to score here. They scored every single time they need to Nin- score. 99 yards on that last drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah right. You know, when, when, um, when they did the review and we got the ball at the one instead of it being an incompletion. Yeah. Um, and I was looking up the clock. It was four Oh five. And I was talking to Kathy. I was like, well, that's a good thing. Let's let's, let's take four plays to score. Let's take two minutes to score because I don't want to yeah. get the ball with four. They really didn't need that play. You know, we were in the press box and I'm sure he does, won't, won't bother, bother that we're going to say this. George Darlington is up there. And uh, he, he mentioned about that time. He's like, boy, we need, we need about two minutes to get the ball back and score again because whoever has the ball last is going to win, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and he was certain that, that they needed to um, almost let Georgia Southern score that touchdown faster because he's like, I, you, yeah. you're not gonna, you're not gonna give yourself enough time. And sure enough, yeah. he, he was absolutely right. Ah, just great. Well, I at the very least, you talked about being up there in the press box. So tell us a little bit about what the experience was like, just pregame. Were you down on the field? At Boomer, I did see you down on the field during tunnel tunnel walk and stuff. Yeah. I know we'll get on this more on, on next next week's show, but just, you know, kind of with it fresh in your mind, what was the experience like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Obviously, we're here again, right? Uh, we went back and forth a couple different times, um, tried to figure out uh, all the logistics uh, up and down the elevators and around the field. <laughs> Um, press box is, is great. It, uh, all that we could have imagined, I suppose, except for as Boomer motored in one of the tweets, the, we're on the third level of the, of the press box and the, the windows have all those dividers in them. So we had to kind of duck yeah, in around and move right them. About an upper hedge, right? We need to see yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we need to keep on working ourselves further down the press <laughs> box. So maybe like in another five to 10 years, we can have. What's, a what's funny, Dave, is where, where you and Boomer are standing right now. Rachel and I um, left our seats to go use the restroom at the end of the game. And there was about five and a half minutes left on the clock. And we look and no security, anybody like at the steps right in front of you where, where, oh, where yeah. you're standing. And so yeah. I, we just walked down and, and she's looking at me. She's like, well, should we, can we be here? And I'm like, we watched the end of the game right where you're standing right now. Yeah. 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 yeah the lower bowl, you can come right down actually. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's we were standard. Yeah, we were okay. So we, I didn't know that because obviously, you know. But yeah, so what we finished watching the game right there in front of the Georgia Southern fans, like everything, and you know, I, yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was a cool experience, you know. To, to you know, it's just this was such a it was such a cool weekend overall. I mean, yeah. to do the the live show last night, to do uh, all day tailgating. I mean, this is the part of me, and this is see that we get to play two roles here tonight. Rob and I are fans, and you guys, legitimately, you guys are media tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to play the role of the fan right now. This just doesn't feel fair to me. I mean, this has been too – it was a great day. We spent all this time at the rail yard. I mean, the fan in me, it's not even apathy right now. It's just – this is. I just can't believe this. I I can't believe what I saw out there. 
against a, a team that should never be. And look, I, I, it's not that I'm not trying all to credit them. Georgia Southern. All credit to them. Not they, Georgia they State. Made, Yes, yeah, they made yeah, all I'm the sorry, plays. North Georgia. They look like Georgia, they look like well, hell, they look like Georgia out there. I mean, they they went at will against our defense. I can't believe it. I mean, that's that is at the very least we'll call it what it is. That is an absolutely unacceptable performance by a defense by a Nebraska starting defense. So at the very least, that's what that is. Um, we're not going to your point earlier, Dave. We're not going to get into what's going to happen next. Um, you know. We, you know, we don't have any inside info on any no. press conferences or anything like that. We're not getting into any of that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, look, that is not an acceptable defensive performance. And I mean, not, no one feels worse than those guys, I'm sure. But, well, maybe about 86,000 people feel worse. I don't know. We, well, that this is, is bad. That's, that's a quiet crowd coming out of there. You can hear my voice. I, I feel like I was doing every, everything my part and to be the 12th man, Rob. You sound like me right now. I mean, I, I feel for that crowd. That crowd, they just – that's not thats not what I was expecting to see in game three of this season for sure. So yeah. it, it's its just frustrating. But um, I'll tell you what, it was a cool – it was a great weekend other than yeah, that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, Hawk, yeah. I can tell you what, they are breaking down all around us and yeah. uh, noise is picking up. So we're probably going to get out of here ourselves um, and hopefully we can meet up with you. But um, yeah, yeah, you're my great home time and really appreciate the opportunity yeah. that we had here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll save whoever's driving a beer. <laughs> absolutely. Drink them all between now and the time you get here. <laughs> all right, guys. But well, we're going to get out of here. Um, yeah, Hockey, do you have a parting shot? You know, I, 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 yeah, all I can say is apathy is the worst thing that can happen to a fan base. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we always seem to kind of get over these things and, you know, tomorrow's a new day and all that. And I'm, I'll be at the Oklahoma game next, next week. Mac will be there with me. It's an unbelievable rivalry. We're going to play some of those uh, Mike Babcock, uh, you know, rivalry show yeah, be great. segments that we did. We'll, we'll be playing that throughout the week. It is a great week of, of nostalgia having Oklahoma come here. Brett Siancy of Pick 6 Previews is coming in on Friday night. Um, you know, he's excited to see that what the rivalry is. I hope, you know, look, the, the thing that's holding this together right now are fans. The fans showing up and the fans, you know, being there for each other as much as anything. Um, that's, to me, what's holding it together. And, you know, I, st- I love – I've met so many great fans this weekend doing the things that we did and being at the rail yard today – so many great people, so many great Husker fans and Husker Nation and Redcast Nation. That keeps me going because the I mean this these performances are are gutting. And 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 they're to me they're not apathetic yet. I, I am gutted by this. And that's the opposite of apathy still. Apathy would be yep. I didn't even know we played tonight. I, I know we played and I just can't believe what I saw. So that's I guess that's just the frustration. But uh yeah, I hope to see you guys later because you're my ride. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rob, what do you got for me? Well, I think I mentioned it here now. Um, you know, this team has made me drink officially. So I guess I'm not <laughs> apathetic either. You know, um, it's uh, driven I, you I, to drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm off the I'm off the wagon apparently for the evening. So um, I I have though. I I just want to thank my beautiful wife for coming out making this trip with me. We saw an awesome concert last night. Rachel, say hi. Hey. <laughs> and you know, we we saw an awesome concert last night. We we're right on the rail for the 311 show. Uh, it 
it couldn't have been better. We got all four of us together. We got to all yeah. hang out. It's the first time. I think it's the most time I've spent with boomers since, since I've even met him like five <laughs> years ago. So this is, this has just been fantastic. And um, you know what, man, I'll be watching the game next week. Yeah. And, yeah. and Dave, yeah. you, you, you mentioned all the people in the athletic department that uh, you wanted to thank. Also Tyler Kai, who we ran into. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. Tyler. We saw him and, down here again too. So much, Tyler. And, and I shoot, I've already forgotten the other, I, um, I think bowling and Sam and no, it's Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim Tebow. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The guy looked like Tim Tebow in your con. But I mean, just great people. Honestly. It, yeah. We like, we love the people, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. For All right. Uh, Boomer. The people that recognized us in the, at the rail yard, that was kind of cool too. So yeah. Yeah. To my new family in Florida, Florida. So. Boomer, what do you have for me? Oh, I just wanted to echo kind of what Honky was saying. Uh, I think the fan has become the identity of Nebraska at this point. Uh, that's what, like he says, holds this program together and keeps it relevant nationally. Um, and that's just what I'm hoping we all do, just to kind of stay together as fans. You know, it's going to be an odd couple of weeks here, I think. Yeah, I think we all yeah. suspect that. Um but stay together as fans, you know, we'll stick together in all kinds of weather. So let's continue to do that. And that's what will keep this program going even through crazy, turbulent times like this. So, yeah, I, you know what? That's a great point. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I have utmost trust in Trev. I really do. I, I feel very good and positive about, about who we have making decisions. And if he makes decisions, I, I I'm, I'm supportive. And I think that he has the right, the right, you know, uh, the right touches behind it or, you know, I, I, I agree with the decisions he made last year, even at this point, I still agree with them. I think he wanted to give every opportunity and, um, and sometimes things don't work out. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I, I'm just, I'm really glad that we have Trev in charge to make whatever decisions have to be made. Hey, and on the bright side, we only lost by one score. That's true. It's like what ten in a row now, so that's pretty good. So, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think to wrap this up, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about fandom and what it means to be a fan uh, this last week, and I think, you know, uh, Boomer's point about uh, this fan base holding this uh, program together is very poignant, um, and I'm proud that the Redcast is a part of that fandom, and we can do our part, and so we're going to keep on doing that uh, through this season and beyond. So for now, let's call that a Go Big Redcast. GBR. Go Big Red. A Huda Media Production.